ask us anything today, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. It is Take 188. It is a Q&A. It is our second Q&A with questions from y'all. The sweets. We put a Q&A. We put like a question sticker on our story, um, mainly because I have had COVID for the last week and have literally been inside of a room or a car driving home and inside a room again and have not been able to go see movies or or do anything. And it's been rough. But here we are. We've got a lot of questions, 29 questions, at least, that we're going to answer. And um, we're going to introduce something really fun that we got from Spencer Davis. We're just telling him right now, this is your heads up. We're going to do something that you have inspired uh, occasionally here on the pod. So it is your boy, The Sweet Keeks. Fun day today, load back day today. And who do we got? Got TC. I am ready for these questions. I haven't answered them all. Like, I haven't written them down. So a lot of this is just going to be popcorn, just answers. I think that's the best way you do it at, and, and ask me anything, <laughs> AMA. So I think so. But I also think like, I think you want to, yeah. you want to come prepared. You got to come prepared. Yeah. But I get it. Like overall, I would rather have prepared than unprepared. Yes. Yeah. But that being said, though, we have at least read all of them and have an idea of what we're going to say. Exactly. So it's not exactly. a totally random thing. Uh, no. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I'm doing great. You have had like the week from hell, but I'm glad you're back home. Yeah. For everyone listening, we went to Arkansas. Was it last? Two Saturdays ago, we left, landed, and I have aller- really bad allergies in like the spring and the summer. So I had woke up on that Saturday being like, oh, I feel kind of gross, but I'm like, it's allergies. I was really sneezing, a little sniffly, so I didn't think anything about it. We touched in. I got there late Saturday. Me and Becky went to Waffle House and did our pod with That's Ball, folks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, two episodes ago for him. And the Sunday morning, I woke up feeling like death. So we took a COVID test and it was like, oh, surprise, you're positive for oh. COVID. And it's just been, yeah, we we tested Sunday night and it still said we're positive for COVID. So staying oh, in. You, you just barely just tested this past Sunday, like yep. three days ago. Yep. Three days ago. Or two yesterday, days ago. Yesterday. Yeah. As we're potting yesterday. Yeah. Yes. We're potting on Monday because like I can't go see Lightyear else I would have seen it. And that's what the take would have been. So the take will be Lightyear for next time. Um, and then uh, we got a call on Friday that our beautiful little dog was oh. entering heart failure and was things weren't looking super great. So we were like, okay, we cannot fly back. It's Friday. Our flights are on Sunday. We're going to drive. So we drove like literally within 30 minutes of getting the call. We canceled our flights and drove back to Utah, the 20 hour drive, made it home. We got one last full day with our little dog. And then she's now in the great park beyond uh, as of a couple days ago. And um, it was hard, but it was good. She was like, she was like that, that last day we were with her. You could tell. She was not doing great. Just just old, old dog. And so she's good, though. She's in a better spot. And we had a really good time. It was really good to be able to see her. And great that we didn't get that call while we were in Arkansas. Like, oh. hey, it's happening now. Sorry. You know oh. what I mean? Like, that's horrible. At least we got to, like, have it in our hands and take care of it. And that was the best thing to happen. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Oh. Appreciate all everyone who's reached out to me and to Becky to just, just give their condolences. If you met Dottie, if you met Dottie May, she was just such a perfect little dog and she had such a good personality and was so fun and loving to be around. We just loved her so much. All, all dogs go to heaven. 
They do. To they're having tea. they're having endless play, just endless amounts of energy. Exactly. And when I say to quote ET, to quote our buddy Eric Taylor, he commented that on our post on Instagram, and it was very touching. If you're not following us on Instagram, by the way, Sweet Film Talk. Yeah, that's uh, the Instagram page. So, um, yeah, we've been able to move on a bit. It's it's been a little tough. There's a lot of crying yesterday, a lot of tears, but we're doing better. We're doing better. Just pushing through. Got you. Got to let it out. Let the tear ducts flow, especially with that. Yeah. Oh, love dogs. Love all yeah. pets, but I'm particularly a dog person. There's something about dogs. They do have a little bit more. It's funny because like cats still have personalities. It's just they're just different animals. Yeah. Because yeah, I totally love our cool. cat, Mitty. He's such a cute cat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love him. Family love, cat, love, I should say. Love those dogs. Love honey. Yeah. I hope honey just lives till she's 100, but that's that's not going to happen. I know. She's still very young, though, so that's nice. Yeah. She does have a lot of time with her. She turns one in September. September, like, 1st is when she hits the big one. Beautiful. We'll invite you guys over for a birthday party. <laughs> New patron saint of SFT. Yes, yes. But Dottie, never forget. Long live. Yes. Long live Dottie May. Rest in power, Dottie May. Yes. Um, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, anything, any uh, calls to action for anyone? Um, yes. My call to action last week was hydrate. My other call to action is uh, sunscreen. So <laughs> smart. Yep. Becky's a big sunscreen lady. Be, bring on, So I went golfing on Friday and it was windy that day it was also like the sun was out and open and i have i normally have a bucket hat that i wear to cover my ears because my ears get crispy oh so what i did is there was a towel like in the golf cart that was clean i i, I hope it was clean it smelled okay just put that on put the hat on top had the flaps just covering the ears it was great my ears were great so nice I was very grateful for that, for that towel that was there because it saved my trash. So that's my call to action. Wear sunscreen, folks, if you're yep. going to be out and about. It's serious, serious stuff. Sun damages your skin. Sunscreen going to help with anti-aging. So you want to look nice when you're, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. Got to do it. Got to do it. You cannot it. skimp on taking care of yourself. You can never take care of yourself too much. No. Remember that. Amen. Yeah. Take a sick day this week. Take a sick day next week. You deserve yeah. it. Take a mental day too. Exactly. Yeah. Take a mental day and take a sick day. It's two days. Make sure you do, do it in the next month. And then this is my other call to action. Um, everybody should watch Camp- Captain Fantastic. Oh yeah, that's right. That that's is very I know, fun. We're, we're not going to talk about like fake things we watch, but I do want to talk about Captain Fantastic because I have like a list of movies that I, I'm trying to watch and Captain Fantastic is one of those. And I had a blast. I thought it was really funny. Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen. Fantastic. I would love to have him as my father. Um, oh. But like the homeschooling and like the approach that these people have on life is very, it's very unique. And I just love like, I love how they operate as a family. It's very quirky. It's very witty, but man, they are like committed to living their lifestyle, which I thought was really refreshing to see. So it's, it's kind of a dramedy, which I liked. Dramedy means to me is like, it's a drama and comedy, but it's also like dark comedy. So we're, we're bringing those three together and call it a dramedy, which I feel like Captain Fantastic was. So I give it an A slash sweet, though. I loved it. Like at the end of the year for my, my first time watches, this will for sure make my top 10. Loved it. Love that. So, I always love when you get a when you get a new watch and it's like, oh, that's making it. That's making it at the end. And like yeah. you'll yeah. see movies that maybe you think are better. But like the end of year list isn't necessarily like 
the best. It's kind of a mixture of clearly what your favorite was mixed with the best too. Yeah, exactly. So Captain Fantastic, if you guys have not seen it, give it a watch. It's pretty, pretty humorous and has a lot of heart. I love that. I love that. Uh, we want to introduce something that we're going to do. I don't know when we're going to do it. I don't know how often we'll do it. Maybe once a month, maybe something like that, you know, in like downtimes. But yes, friend Spencer Davis, he's been on the podcast a few times. He is a teacher of social studies and psychology in junior high. And every summer he does a movie wheel. All of his students and the teachers give him recommendations of movies he should watch in the summer. And he picks a different one to watch. So we're going to ask for all of y'all's input of movies you think we should watch. Throw as many as out as you want. We'll throw them into the wheel, watch them, and we'll review them. So I, that's going to be I, it. I love watching Spencer's stories on Instagram of like when he does the reel and it just landing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the anticipation, the suspense, because you're probably like, oh, oh, it's going to be one of these. And then it like, uh, it's one of these. You got to stay committed. You got to watch it. So I appreciate yep. Spencer for doing that because if it were me, I would be very tempted to be like, uh, just a millimeter down, I would have been watching this. So also I have a question that he can answer. He probably will text you or message us. But with movies that are recommended from these teachers and students, is it, does he keep out of the wheel movies he's already watched? I'm assuming, right? I, let me ask him, let me ask him. And then if he gives us an answer with the movie wheel, do you leave out movies you have already seen? Because I would, I would assume, maybe, who knows? I put dash TC to let him know that you're asking the question. Love it. Love it. So on air. On air, we're going live, to gonna live answer from Spencer Davis about but what yeah, he does. I think it's a very clever idea. So we want to do that. Um, yeah, like Keith said, we don't know when we'll do it, but we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, just, we'll do a sticker sometime next week, and mm-hmm. we'll put them in a bank, and then we'll make a wheel. So, yeah, yeah. Preferably, preferably movies that you guys love. And if we hated it, we'll let you know. Like yes. what you like. <laughs> and try to make sure, you know, it's like, I know we've seen a lot of movies, but just throw them out. There's some movies like, I still have not seen The Godfather Part 2. I haven't seen Indiana Jones and The Kingdom, what, Crystal? Of The Crystal Skull. I'm the sure Crystal a lot Skull. of people jumped the gun when you said, I have not seen Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen those, those earlier ones. But yeah, mm-hmm. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I need to watch. So... Keeks and I were just talking about that earlier. Yes, I, I think they are all fun. Love that. Some better than others. Um, okay, is it time? First question. Let's go. Uh, do you want to just bounce back and forth? Okay, let's do it. Oh, here's, a, here's an answer from Spencer. Here's an answer from Spencer. Yep, when I did Pixar, I got a little tired of rewatching movies, so I only included the ones I hadn't seen. The list would be at least twice as long if I didn't. Ah, okay. Perfect. We are starting... A movie wheel for SFT takes. He he. Unreal. Your response is live on the pod as we're recording. Lulz. Okay, great. Lulz. There we go. Okay, first okay. question. First question is um, TC, who is your guy? Uh, this is from my guy, Carlson. Uh, yeah, Kyle Carlson, you are my guy, which is the guy from Pizza Time. He's been on before, one of my best friends. Uh, a little backstory to my guy is that's like a basketball term that a lot of trainers use, um, like being like, my guy. Anyways, um, whenever I walk into Oak Canyon Junior High, that's where we, we, we work together. 
Um, and he's been a friend before we worked together. I'd always say that. And so it kind of stuck being like my guy. So sweet. Yeah. Love there Carlson. You go. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we were all planning on going to go see Thor. I just realized we'll be flying and we'll be in Florida when Thor premieres. So uh, we can, fi- you can figure out what you want to do with me and Becky's tickets. I will. I will see if two other people want to come. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find two other people. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you will. I'll, I'll keep them in the bank. Gotcha. We're, we're getting a lot of live updates on the podcast today. Man, that's fun. Florida. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, Disney World and Family Reunion. Guess Incredible. which one I'm more excited for. Incredible. That's a good time to miss. The answer is Family Reunion for all of my family members listening on Becky's side. <laughs> for everyone else, it's definitely Disney World. Yes. Okay. Um, I wasn't there at the beginning. Where does your name and rating come from? Name, we just always said sweet, you know what I mean? It's just always been like our little like call, like call tag to each other and like to our friends, just sweet, give each other a little dap. Since freshman year in high school, ninth yes, grade. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, film talk, I don't even know how that came because it's not clunky. But not, now that we've said it more, it just works really well. Oh, I love our name. Like, I'm going to yeah. be honest, like that sounds a little cocky, maybe a little prideful. I love our name. It just sounds good. Sweet film talk, like yep. SFT. Like mm-hmm. it just sounds. It has a great sweet. acronym. It does. It does. Yeah. So I don't know who came up with who. Like I don't remember if you came up with it or if I did. I don't have no, no recollection. Idea. Nope, not at all. And then the rating. So the the letter rating comes from Chris Stuckman. We obviously we wanted to start a YouTube channel. Then Blake Lyman, our buddy, had started like a little podcast on Anchor, and we realized, oh, well, we're definitely going to do a podcast. So that's where the rating came from. Then Sweet Sour Spoiled, it was 3 a.m. one morning and I woke up and I was like, Sweet Sour Spoiled, that's another way we're going to rate the movies. Yes. We did one take where we only rated things Sweet Sour Spoiled, but people were like, hey, we still want the letter grade to get more of like a technical perspective. Yeah. I remember you and Becky talked about our our Sweet Sour Spoiled. I've always coined it whenever I want to repeat it again, but sweet means I can recommend it to anybody, general audience. Yes. That means sweet. Sour is partial audience, like 50-50. And then spoiled, don't waste your time. Nope. You know, if you go on if you go on Reddit r slash movies and you go to like rate movies that have just come out, they have like a little database and you can slide. It's like, yes, I would recommend this movie to everyone. Yes, I would recommend this movie, but only to fans of like the director, genre, et cetera. Yeah. And then yeah. no, I would not recommend this movie. So kind of the same thing. Yeah, I love Sweet Sour Spoiled. That's yeah. it's awesome. The funny thing is, is like when it comes to the rating with Sweet Sour Spoiled, it totally depends. Like Spoiled is generally like a C or lower. Like C is yeah. probably the best you could give a Spoiled. Yeah. Uh, but I've given like a C plus and I'm like, eh, it's still sweet. Exactly. Sweet can be anything. Like The Room is not a good movie. The Room is like a D minus movie, but, but it's, it's still sweet. sweet. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so weird. It's a, it's obscure, but that's why I like about our rating schedule or grading mm-hmm. is like, you can give a movie an a plus, but it's like, oh, that's sour though. Sour. Yep. The yep. lighthouse for me is the best example. It's like sour. I can't, for sure. I can only recognize, you know, like, like I can only recommend it to a particular group of people. Yep. Yep. Like Love okay. a good sour movie. I do too. Oh man. I know you'll uh, never see it, but had a uh, great time. Okay, on to the next favorite horror movie release in the five years, in the past five years. 
So we're in 2022, 2017. I think Get Out came out in 2017, right? Or 2018? It did, but it was March 2017. So I'm going to say it's just outside of the five years, technically. Okay, okay. Technically, it came out in 2016 because it premiered at a festival. I don't remember which one. If I had to say best, it's really hard not to say hereditary. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be hereditary. Okay. Let me go look at movies from this year, like my movies from last year, but I, I, I can't, yeah, in good conscience, say anything other than hereditary. I will tell you um, what is not my favorite horror movie that I saw was Halloween. That sucked. <laughs> oh, wait, which one? Oh, the new one? The, the, the new one, one that was a few years ago? Yeah, yeah like 2018. Great. Yeah, that sucked. Um, yeah, not great. I know, I know I'm not a horror buff, but I liked A Quiet Place, the first one. I thought it was a good concept, a good setup and saying uh, John Krasinski f- direct his first film, mm-hmm. right? First film. Yeah. I, I was like, that, very, that, was imp- that was impressive. Very good. Movie. Was that 2018? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the first quiet place over the second one too. I think the first one is much better than the second. I one. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Quiet place is really good. Yeah. I think you'd have to put hereditary in there. Um, I really loved the night house that was from last year. That was really awesome. I don't think a lot of people loved it. I don't think a lot of people saw it, but I really enjoyed The Night House. Uh, the Empty Man is good, but yeah, Hereditary is kind of like the gold standard now of all these horror films. They're yeah. all they're all compared to it one way or another, and it's a legitimately <laughs> terrifying movie. You saw it, so so I did see it. Know. Yeah, that was scary. Oh, I would say, um, oh, that's 2016, but uh, I watched it recently. Uh, that was Split, even though it was 2016, but I liked Split. I mean... But Glass sucked. <laughs> oh, gosh. Glass was... Glass was... Okay. okay, is Annihilation a horror? I think so. uh, it's like a sci-fi. Yeah, I, I think it, it has horror elements in it. I thought that movie was so fascinating. I still kind of think about that sure. movie from time to time. Yeah, it is. It's great. If we want to coin that as a horror movie, I think that might take my top spot because it was so like, I walked out of that movie being like, what is life? I mean, it that's a good point. Rippy. That was such a weird movie. I'm, I still remember Chris Stockman talked about he's going to do a deep dive about this movie, has not released it. I would love for him to circle back. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really good point. So Annihilation, that, that one's nuts. So yeah. very good. Talk, movie. Talk, talk about an atmospheric movie. There's just, I mean, to be honest, like, like there's been so, horror has had this really nice, I don't want to call it renaissance, because I think horror's always been like a popular genre, but it's definitely been revitalized as of late. You know, it's getting a lot of really good, smart movies. It's getting a lot more mainstream appeal. Yeah. And, uh, it's really exciting. So I think of the last five years, it's definitely hereditary, but like, you know, since then, to be honest, like, it's really hard to point out like the really good classic ones we're going to get done with this. I'm going to be like, Oh, and I'm going to think of 10 other movies, but hereditary is definitely the one that I think of most now. Oh, Visible the, man was pretty decent in the last it, few years. That's the first instinct that comes. You guys stick with your gut. Yep. Ready or not was really fun too. And so, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Okay. A lot of good ones. Okay. okay. On to the next. Yes. Is it me? Oh, yeah. It's me. You. Did you watch the Tony's Ariana DeBose hosted? I saw it was on, but we didn't have cable. I don't have cable. So I, I, I didn't, didn't want it on watch it either. 
but good good for her good for ariana uh hosting yeah he uh, i'm sure it was a blast like i would actually love to go watch like the highlights because i watched it maybe two three years ago it was kind of like a redacted version of it because broadway had been closed down for so long Mm -hmm. but i was absolutely enthralled by it i thought it was one of the best most fun awards shows i'd ever seen so yeah i would probably go i'll probably go watch some of the highlights well i'll let you know what i think of the highlights when um for whoever this is i will let you know who it is or what my thoughts are love that um this is a good question and i have a good answer i think i have a good answer this is my least favorite so the question is worst current trend in cinema uh, my answer to this are trailers. Trailers make it <laughs> oh, or break wow. for me, and I'm I'm kind of getting, I'm getting I'm getting tired of like the third trailer of a movie. It's like give me one, call it good. That's it. The Get I, Out trailer, I think, is a or the the Nope trailer, I think, is a great example. I know way too much about the movie now. Yeah, yeah. Like the first teaser trailer was like good, and then the second one's like. Oh, but the second one caught me a little bit because I'm like, oh, I'm actually kind of interested. Mm-hmm. But for you, you're probably like, oh, darn it. Like, so I don't know, man. It's just like, it's such a weird trend where I don't like it because I feel like, like when Spider-Man No Way Home, that second trailer, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Like I, I stayed, I steer clear of that, man. And I like that. Two trailers. You get two trailers. The teaser, give me, give me the teaser and give like the main trailer. Teaser, two trailers. Teaser, Main trailer, follow-up trailer, that's it. You only get three trailers. Really? I still think that's too much, in my opinion. Well, no, I mean, I think, like, the main, like, the teaser doesn't show you hardly anything. The main trailer is gonna, just going to give you more footage, still not going to tell you much. And I think the last trailer can be, like, give you some co- a better idea of, like, some key set pieces. But even that, I, I could kind of see what you mean, because you need to make sure that, like, your marketing budget lasts for those three trailers if you think that audiences are losing traction, which is I'm sure why they put out that third Nope trailer. Sure. Messed up. You messed up with the other trailers. Yeah. yeah. Too many. Yep. So that's my least favorite trend right now. I think there's a lot of, I think there's just too many trailers for movies. And it, I think it just reveals too much where it's like, oh, I would have liked to have seen that in theaters, but it's not in a trailer. And I get it. Like trailers always do that, but there's some scenes and sequences where like, Dang it. Like Vengeance, that trailer with uh, BJ Novak, like looks great. Mm-hmm. The trailer piqued my interest, but now I'm like, oh, don't release another trailer. Like don't drop any more jokes. Like that that really grabbed my interest. So. And you know, what's funny is like, it's not like a new thing that trailers have like ruined movies. If you go and watch the Castaway trailer, it literally spoils the movie. Oh, really? It's insane. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's not like a super new thing, but I yeah. think especially now that movie trailers are being released online first before being released in theaters, it adds a sense of the buzz goes around way quicker. And, you know, I think speculation comes up. Whereas when it was only in theaters, I think there was like a delayed response where you could enjoy them longer and like word of mouth didn't travel as much. The internet just makes it uh, so big, which is probably my answer to biggest trend worst current trend in cinema is um crowdsourcing movies mm. what i'm gonna say is uh people are taking online comments and making them a reality which is not you making the movie you want you're giving people a movie that they want and as we know uh the general audience uh, ourselves are a bunch of apes we're a bunch of <laughs> boo-boo apes that don't know anything we don't know what we want and you are the professionals. You should make the movie that you believe and you stand on. 
and like taking these choices of like choosing John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, like kind of cool, but uh, you know, it's what everyone wanted. Like do some casting and go stick with your gut. Like people on the internet are going to make comments. They're going to make like make redactions. You can make redactions to movies because of the internet. I don't like that. I like the filmmakers being able to choose what they want to do and sticking with it and not listening to the opinion of the internet, which somewhat leads into like movies are like just being made by analytics. Now it's like, what are like literally looking at trends and what is the movie we should make example being the GameStop stock movie that they're going to make. And it's like, that was done two years ago. They're gonna make a GameStop movie. Do you remember like the GameStop stock movie thing? Yeah. Like that's, uh, it came and went. No one wants that anymore. Or yeah. the Tiger King show. It's like, no one cares about the Tiger King show. Why would you make that? You know what I mean? It's it just hot, like people. It was a hot commodity for the time. Yep. You, you just weren't there. You can't capture it again. Don't waste the money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think the yeah. internet is the biggest worst trend in cinema. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, worst current trend in fashion. Um, I got to be honest. Uh, fast fashion. Fast, what's that? Clothes are being made at a way too quick of rate with way too poor of materials, which is, which is just like, it's just waste. Like I had a pair of jeans I bought from H&M for like 20 bucks. And obviously I should have realized this, but they ripped within three wears of them. Oh my God. And then I have other jeans that I spent like 70 bucks on, you know, not like a ton of jean, ton of money, but more money. And they're an incredible pair of jeans. I'm going to be honest, man. I, I used to shop at H&M. I liked H&M. I still have some H&M stuff, but dude, I, I bought a few shirts at H&M accidentally had them go through the dryer, ruined them, just ruined them. They were like from XL to medium, the dreaded medium. Oh yeah. Gosh, dang. Do we know about the medium? Okay, I, I I agree with that. This is my this is my uh, worst current trend in fashion, and I might offend some people with this. And if okay. you have kids that have already done this or anything like that, if you've done this recently, so be it. But this is I don't like this, and I might be a little bit jealous because I don't have any hair. Um, when boys get a perm, oh, do people do 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 kids do that? Do oh yeah, do that. Oh yeah. Well, because it's not the kid wanting the perm, right? That's definitely the parents that want to give their kid a perm. I think it's, well, I think it's the kids. Cause I think it's, it's been like a huge trend for like teenage boys. Cause working at a school, I see all these kids with their perms and their curly hair on top really? and then working basketball. I see these kids come in with their perm. I guess I've never even, yeah, I'll probably notice coming. So that's year. my least favorite trend right now. I think it just, yeah, that it, it just kind of looks funky. I'm gonna I also up. think a bad trend is just looking at what famous people are wearing and dressing like them. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you got, you got to take some time to think about what you like. Like I've discovered that I think my fashion sense is film core fashion, which Ugh. is movie related hype pieces. I've gotten from Supreme. I've gotten from Kith from these brands that I think are very good, Dude. very high quality. Yeah. And that's what I get. My, my I aesthetic, my aesthetic is I like to have a nice pair of Nikes on if possible. I know that's yep. a little bro ish, but you know what? Not at all. Give me some Nikes. And I like just a plain shirt, just just something plain. And I do like a graphic T-shirt of like, I just bought a School of Rock shirt. Oh, great. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the on the film thing. I don't have very much film, but I like a good kind of like graphic. Like my brother-in-law did like, he's doing like this music thing called Couch Stock down in St. George. And he gave us a shirt. And I'm like, this shirt is cool, dude. And I've been wearing that a lot. So kind of supporting other brands as well. White Nike tube socks. 
incredible. The only, a pair of white tube socks, that's all you need. It's all you need for your wardrobe. And make sure that they're scrunched down a little bit. If they're pulled up tight, you're doing it wrong. You got to squish them down a bit. Got to scrunch them. Yep. yep got to scrunch a little. I like wearing ankle socks when I wear jeans. Sure, uh, sure. But yeah, I'm also big, big ankle, big ankle sock guy. Cool. So, um, okay. If you had all the resources to make a big time movie, what would it be? I'm curious. What would you do? Or do you want me to go so you can gather? You go. Stuff? You go. I'm still kind of contemplating. So when, me, when I read this, I was like, okay, I got some things in mind. But you go. Me, me and my buddy Aaron and Jack, my buddies, we we've all worked together, and we all we've been getting together to like game plan making something. We have a couple ideas. Jack's idea, one of them is like a like a alien cult movie which would be really fun to make actually. And if we have the budget and the means to do it, it would be really fun. And then Aaron's idea. I love Aaron's an idea. And it's like a Napoleon dynamite true crime movie where it's like, you have like the vibe of Napoleon dynamite, but this like single mom with her like teenage sons moved to a small town and have to restart life. Like their dad has died. And so in his will, you know, like they inherited some money and they decide to leave the town and go move to a crappy town to restart their lives. And it's like, takes place over the summer where the boys see this fam, like this, these two dudes like burying a body and they're kind of bumbling. It's like a mix of Fargo and uh, Napoleon dynamite. Oh, cool. And I think that would be really fun. That's sweet. But to be honest, like if I had all of the money, the thing I would want to do is do an adaptation of dead space. It's like my favorite video game of all time. Ooh. And I think it'd be really cool to make a dead space movie. Okay. Um, man, I think I'm, I'm kind of a Homer right now, but I think I would go with just watching top gun Maverick and seeing the director direct that. What was his name? Joseph Kaczynski. Yes. I would do, I'd be like, Hey, Joseph, man, Tron Legacy, good time. Let's capitalize. Let's make that sequel, baby. Let's do it. Oh. Let's get Daft Punk back. Let's make Tron Legacy what it was and even better. And let's pump that puppy out in IMAX. I think I'd maybe do that. Like, because Tron Legacy, that was one of my People favorite. People love it now. People do was, not love it when it came out. That was one of my all-time favorite theater experiences. And to like, Joseph, like the director that did that has just gotten better progressively. And and like Top Gun Maverick did a fantastic job. So it would be sweet. So I think I'd go with Tron, like another Tron sequel. Okay. That's yeah. that's a good choice. That's a very good choice. Yeah. I think it would just be fun to like, someone came up to me and was like, hey, I'll give you $50 million and you can do whatever you want, but you have to stay under the $50 million budget. It's like, oh, heck yeah. Because honestly, like I would go out and I'd get some like good some good young talent and then surround them with capable like character actors and just have a, have a good time with it. Just have a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get Jenna Ortega in it. She's very young, but I think she's just such a good young actress that it would be really fun to have her in there. Um, I don't know who else, but it'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be very interesting. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, Okay. Where was the last place you got food poisoning? Okay, I got to pause because um, I want to just highlight our dear beloved, our day one fan, and that is Brooks Dahmer. And he he asked like, geez, like maybe over 10 questions. So 
I just got to highlight this because this is one of his questions. He asked a lot of good questions, but everybody else did, but shout out Brooks for pumping out some good questions. I just wanted to highlight that. Yes. Yes. Because love that guy. I don't remember the last time I got food poisoning, to be honest. I don't, I haven't gotten, I know the last time I got really, really, really sick. It wasn't food poisoning. I just ate too much was there's a restaurant in Springfield, Missouri. It's the one where if you've seen them highlight it on the food channel or history network, it's like they throw rolls at you. So when the rolls come out, they throw the rolls and it's always packed. And it's just like all you can eat home. Oh, just just gluttonous. Yep. Just like country fried meals. They throw rolls at you. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, okay, we got rolls and they just throw them out to people whose hands are up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's fun. It's a vibe. It's called, but it's really fun. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that was a long time ago. That was like four years ago. I've had two food poisonings situations the past like three to four years. First one was a Maverick gas station sub, <laughs> which was the first problem. Ugh. That was awful. I woke up like just right around two in the morning and be like, I have to, I have to throw up. And I threw up like six times that night. It was Ugh. so rough. And it was just like, it was one of those, it's like when you get food poisoning, it's like, you feel better after it leaves your system, but you're just like out for a whole day because you're like, I don't want to eat anything. It's insane. Yeah. It is a full day, but it's a horrible full day. It is. So that that was that. And then honestly, like three months after that, I went to Costa Vida and I love Costa Vida. Costa Vida gave me food poisoning. I thought well. it was Cafe Rio. No, it was Costa Vida, man. It was, a, oh. it was a chicken burrito. And I don't know if it was the chicken because I ate, I ate the burrito with other friends. Or if it was lettuce, because I think I got more lettuce than they did. So I think it was the lettuce. Ah. I like to, I like, I like to have like more lettuce and they had less lettuce and I had more lettuce than them. Um, so I think it was, yeah, that, that did that. So Costa Vida was the last time that I got food poisoning. It took me a little while to go back to Costa Vida. I've gotten the same, a similar feeling, but with Cafe Rio, I can't do Cafe Rio anymore. It's just not mm. as good. Costa Vida is great. Yeah. Um, Okay. Oh, I want to ask you a question. Though. Oh, would yeah. you rather have COVID or really bad food poisoning? Dude, I think I'd rather have really bad food poisoning because I know it'd be for like one night and I'd be out for a day. COVID is like, as you know, it's like you're out for like a week and you could have potential losing your taste and smell, which I did. And that was startling. So I would take food poisoning. Okay. Okay. I'm also with you. I hate throwing up, but yeah. I, oh, I hate throwing up too. Oh, it's awful. Okay, on to the next. We are taking a hard turn. Best milkshake in Utah. Um, I personally think I've tried a lot of milkshake places. That's one of my favorite treats. Arctic yeah. Circle Extra Oreo Milkshake. Mm. A plus slash sweet. I Memphis love it. on the sweet. Oh, yeah. Like you have to ask for the extra Oreo. And then on the flip side of that with fruit... Strawberry milkshake from Taco Migo. That's it. What's with your milkshakes being from two fast food places? I don't know, but man, they hit it. They hit it well. Like the density of the Arctic Circle and the sweetness and the strawberry chunks of the Taco Migo. Chef's kiss. So here's the thing. Um, you know what? You cannot go wrong with iceberg. Out here, iceberg for me, that's my go-to. If I've got to take, if I've got a milkshake, I love iceberg. JCW's is great too. Um, there used to be a place called Sammy's. Do you remember that? They did the pie shakes. They I would take a full Sammy. piece of pie and they would blend it together with vanilla ice cream. That was delicious, but that place doesn't exist anymore. Yes. So 
a sweet movie morsel if you watched uh, Lula Rich, their cousin that was like in charge of the entertainment and the convention activities was the owner of Sammy's and he ended up being kind of a slimy dirtball business guy. But his pie shakes were delicious. Where were, where was Sammy's at? It was on it was just off of Provo Center Street was one location. They had a couple others, but that was like it was in like that small little like little location just north behind the Indian restaurant on Provo Center Street. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I ever tried Sammy's. Yeah, Sammy's very good. Northwest of the um on that street that's perpendicular to Center Center Street. Very good. All right. But Iceberg, that's your go-to now. Love Iceberg. Okay. Iceberg is good, but not better than Arctic Circle with their Oreo shake. Their Oreo shake. We had I do nice love an Oreo shake. Oreo shake, and it was not as good. We asked for extra Oreo, and we're kind of like, uh, hmm. disappointed. But man, real quick before we move on, milkshakes, man, they're like seven <laughs> bucks a pop now. They are gross. It's a lot of ice cream. It's, it's a lot so of ice cream. Now, ugh. Hmm. anyways, okay. Okay. What is your least favorite cinematic universe, and why is it the MCU? It is not the MCU. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the Despicable Me universe. Oh, man. Three Despicable Me movies and now a second Minions movie is coming out. That's five movies in this universe. The first one's fine. The second one's not. The second one is meh. And then the other one's like, uh, they make so much money. Those stupid yellow goons make so much money. But I just it's one that should not have lasted long, as long as it has. <laughs> so it's definitely the the DMCU. Did I send you that meme of John Hamm sitting in the theater all like dressed <laughs> up and it was like me watching the Despicable Me movie <laughs> or the yes. Minions movie <laughs> that made me laugh last night. That was really funny. Oh, oh man. Uh, my least favorite cinematic universe. Golly, I want to say it's the DCEU because I feel like it has so much potential, has so many good characters and it's Ugh. just like, where where are we going with this? So Nowhere. I'm just gonna That's where they're that. going with it. They're doing nothing with it. Yeah, it's I gotta say that. Nowhere. Just because, yeah, I feel like that has so much potential and it's just been a <laughs> flop lately. Ezra Miller so, officially I'm... not gonna be Flash after this Flash movie. Yeah, that's that's tough. Tough. Amber break Heard. Amber Heard. I can only imagine they are going to do reshoots and take her out of that movie. You can't. Oh, you, you, you think you cannot release Aquaman 2 as it is. I think that's why they pushed it back and swapped it with Shazam 2. Oh, because yeah. you you cannot release Aquaman with her in that movie. It will it will make no money. It will die. I, I think people it, will not go watch it because they know she's in it. You need to spend the $50 million to replace her and to be able to take her out of the movie. It does not matter what you think of her as a person as the, at the studio level, she needs to be out. Her public reputation has been tanked. It does not matter your opinion. We never talked about it because it's not our business and it's not worth talking about on the podcast, but wow, you need to wow. recast her. You need to reshoot those scenes. Sheesh. So I don't envy those people that are meeting and, and talking about that. Nope. No, I do not. No, no I do no. not. Okay, who's your MUA most underrated actress slash actor? Okay, I'm curious who yours is. You go first. Jenna Ortega. That's a that's fan- poor. That's a fantastic one. The Fallout. Fallout. We actually saw that movie like last September as part of like a special screening. We did. Uh, she was very good in it. She's very good in X. She's been 
incredible in everything I've seen her in. And she's a bona fide screen queen. And as we all know, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, who else started as one? Sigourney Weaver, um, even a Jennifer, what's her name? What is her name? Jennifer Aniston started as a screen queen in Leprechaun. I think Jen Ortega is a very good talent and I'm excited to see more that she does. Okay. Who's, do you have an actor or is that just your most underrated actress? Actor. I like, <laughs> I like Asa Butterfield, but I don't know if he's like that underrated. You know what I mean? Okay. I think maybe to a degree, but I think he's very good. Um, I don't know. I haven't really totally paid as much attention to actors as I have, as I have actresses for some reason. Okay. Why. What about um, you? My most underrated actor is I've only seen him in two movies, but that was a recent one, uh, Captain Fantastic, and he's in 1917. That's George McKay or McKay. Oh, yeah, George McKay. That's a good. That's yeah. I think he's underrated. Like, I think he's got good range, man. So I've I've been impressed with the like, just the two movies I've seen him in. I thought he's been done really well. Like, he was awesome in Captain Fantastic. And then um, my other most underrated. This is a hot take, everybody. Sadie Sink Max from Stranger oh, Things. Great choice. Incredible. Is, She's the best uh, part of but, it. Yeah. Oh, she is killing season four. I think she has more range than Millie Bobby Brown for Stranger Things. Like, I think her yeah. character is better written than Elle, uh, especially yeah. for season four. Like that sequence with Beckna and Max, uh, the show's already been out for a whole month, basically. I was like, dang, she killed it. So Sadie Sink. I think she's got a really bright future. I think she's the most underrated actress right now, like in my book. Yeah. Okay. No, I would think, I think that's actually a very good choice. Sadie Sink is very good. Logan Lerman's another one that you could add. I mean, you could even talk about like, depending, like Miles Teller is very good. I don't know if he's young, really. Like he's probably our age, maybe a little older. Yeah. Oh, he's 35. So he's not super young, but I would even, you know, I like I, a lot of those stranger thing kids. I hope, I hope things work out well for them. Yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. That's kind of our list. Uh, which theater has the best popcorn? I'm going to be honest. I've said it. Uh, no theater has very good movie popcorn. The Cinemark I think is probably the best, but if you're going to get popcorn, I, I love Trader Joe's movie theater popcorn or the Megaplex kettle corn. I, I like the kettle corn. That was refreshing. <laughs> I thought that was so good. good. My favorite popcorn is the tender white from Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> I love that, man. That stuff's okay. good. That stuff's good. So, um, okay. Slam ball. I thought this was small ball. Dope or nope. I don't know what slam ball is. Is it like spike ball? Do you know no, what that slam is? ball is the trampoline basketball? Oh, yeah. You remember that? It's dope. For yeah, sure. Dope. Very yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very dope. Let me have some slam ball. Yeah. Okay. Um, most, oh wait, no, wait. Oh, most underrated, underappreciated sneaker brand. Uh, I'd have to either go Asics or New Balance. I, I'm with you on the New Balance train, man. I think New Balance has been like the butt of jokes for so long with their dad shoes. And now they've been like dropping some heat. I've got a few pairs. One of my pairs right here. I, it's brand new. I really like it. Stop that. And um, here, I'll pull them out. No one can see it, but maybe I'll post them on the story. Oh, post those on the story, dude. Those are clean. Yeah. It's got a nice, like, quilted inner. It's the Joe Fresh Goods 90-70 collaboration. And uh, it is one of my new favorites. I'm trying to, we want to do, like, a spec ad, which is essentially just, like, an ad that you and your, that you make for free to try and get a corporation's attention. And we want to do it for those. 
Yeah, so yeah. Asics or New Balance. Uh, yeah. They're those always are... very classic silhouettes. Post that on the story when we drop this tomorrow because those are clean. That's heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I think New Balance is my favorite, um, most underappreciated, underrated sneaker brand. Okay, this is a great question. I have a good answer for this, but I also have a follow-up answer as well. You're on a desert island. You can only have one streaming service. Go. HBO Max. Yeah. Yep. Give you us a hard why? one. You know why? You got Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I know I bashed on The Hobbit, but I still like The Hobbit. It's still kind of fun. It has all the sweet DC cartoon animated shows. It has um, Rick and Morty, Game of Thrones, Chernobyl. Uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Yes. You got yep. all of them on there. Yep. It's Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yep. Great, wrong. great series. Okay, here's my backup. Okay. Peacock. <laughs> Office. Office. Parks and Rec. I would borderline go Paramount Plus as my backup. Okay. All of the best reality that you show that you've ever wanted. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, plus Paramount movies. You've got all the Indiana Jones movies on there. You've got all of the Mission Impossible movies on there. You've got all the Jackass movies on there. There's a, all of the Godfather movies on there. You've got a good selection of movies on there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how we've been watching. I want to show these to you too. These are new sneakers I got. Stop. What is that? I'm Jordan 2s. Sheesh. Yeah. Drop nice. heat. Yeah, they're very nice. Haven't I worn mean, them. I'm gonna wear them second day of school. I, oh, please be that be that teacher that has heat with those sneakers. You will. You will. Switch it up every. Just switch it up every day. Just let the students know. Like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, don't mess uh, with me. But yeah, HBO Max and Peacock would be my top two. But HBO Max takes the cake. Okay. Yeah, HBO um, Max is the overall. But okay, number sixteen. Next question. Will VHS come back like vinyl? I think that they need to do something similar to what they've done with like the NES. And, you know, they have like those USB plug-in systems. I'm sure you can do it, to be honest. Like, I'm sure you can find a way to make a VHS player portable with your big screen TV and make it work. Like, that's what they probably would have to release something. But also, I think the materials to make VHS is probably more expensive than just throwing it onto a disc. Yeah, I, I I personally don't think VHS will ever make a comeback. I could see it making a comeback with the decor decorative side of things, mm-hmm. kind of being like a relic. Um, because like my parents, I found a box of VHS, and like my <laughs> dream is to pick out like ten VHS tapes and just put them up somewhere, like put them in a bookshelf as like yeah. a, a decorative piece. So that's my that's my. I'd love to make a coffee table of like resin with VHS tapes. Ooh, I wonder how you do that. I wonder if you could do that. Oh, you with like the covers. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's a great idea. I just got a. I've just got an idea. You can go and buy them for like fifty cents a piece at at your local like Goodwill. Amazing. Amazing. And you could probably get a bunch and be like, "Hey, can I have all of these for twenty dollars?" And be like, "Yes, please take them." Love that. Do you go with the plastic open cover or do you go the sleeve? Oh, you got to go with the sleeve, man. Okay. Okay. I have a few. I have you. I have a few uh, plastic. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how beautiful is Glenn Powell? Eight. Yeah, I think he's a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I at first thought Glenn Powell was um, like a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this another lake, pal? Uh, Glenn <laughs> Powell is a uh, hangman from uh, Maverick. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because uh, I'm hanging. 
But uh, you know what? I think he could be a great. Um, I think he's going to star in a big movie sometime, like be the main lead eventually. I think so I think it's coming. He's got that face. Yes. But oh I'll my get, gosh. I'll give him a 7.5. I think he's got, he's handsome, but I'm still taking Gosling. Oh, yeah. But I guess Gosling's going to start losing out those roles to Glenn Powell because he's younger, more handsome. True. It's true. Age. It's a, it's a crappy thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one, hold on. I just had it. Is bidets or wipes? Um, wipes ruin your uh, pipes and your system. So bidet. Bidet. Yeah. I don't like wipes. Wipes are great, but throw them away. Don't flush them. I've said that flush them. before. That's, that's a call to action from months ago. I'm going to say it again. Mid pod. Don't flush those wipes folks. It's not nope, good for the system. I used to do it and I have changed. Yep. Same, 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 same. Um, next question is Jive still in the mix. So we haven't really talked about this, but Jives is no longer in the mix. He is on to bigger and better things. Uh, he hasn't been with us for like a year, but um, man, Jives helped us a ton. Like he helped us with our branding. He helped us with our intro music. And we are extremely grateful for all that he did for Sweet Film Talk and for helping us get up to a better level. And he's still like, we still like talk about it. And like, he's still, you know, we'll be like, yo, how's everything? And so he's still curious and like seeing how it's going. But yeah, he just had other things that have come on and it, uh, it ended up working better that he just like went and did his own way. And it was good. It was good. Yeah. So we still miss him. You know, obviously it'd be great to have him around, but yeah. But Keeks has been handling all of the uploading, all of the audio. So like round of applause for Keeks because Keeks is uh, doing great with that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next week, film meetup. Um, I, I, I got it. Can I, can I, can I suggest something? I think it's yeah. got to be for Knives Out. Yeah. Is it going to get a theatrical release? I guess it will. But uh, a week before I, I've been noticing like those big Netflix movies have been. But uh, what is it? The Glass Onion? Is that what it's called? A Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got to be that. Okay. Sometime in the holidays, which I think it comes out. When does it come out? Like December? Probably December, November, December. December. Yeah, probably the same time as the first one. I'm looking at it up right now. I don't know if it has a release date. Or is it like September? Why do I think it's like October, September? Knives Out, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Uh, or is it even coming out this year? It says 2022. Okay. But the, the cast looks like a ton of fun. Sometimes they do release those release dates like three weeks ahead of time. Netflix is very interesting with their releases. So yeah. I'm sure once we get the first trailer, it'll tell us like October 29th or whatever. Yeah, they're in post-production right now. Expected 2022. I, I saw a trailer that was like holiday. So right now it's Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery. Do you, do, did you have anything else in mind, Keeks? I think that's great. Probably let knives out then or glass onion. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I do too. Let's do it. Glass onion. Perfect. Okay, uh, lock it in. On to the next. Uh, if you could have one concess- concession stand item for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, this is a good question. I think I would have to go personally with chicken fingers. I think it's safe. It's easy. Chicken fingers. Now, if we're talking like a treat, got to go with Kit Kat. Or Snickers. Think about those as you're, you finish them before the movie started. Yeah, I do that all the time. 
I know it's true. That's why I like popcorn is because it's like I cannot finish it until at least like halfway through the movie. Like it's impossible for me to eat it all before the movie starts. I generally just get a large popcorn, large drink. So I would probably say that just because it's the one that's going to last you the longest. And it's classic, a nice kettle corn, nice buttered popcorn, the big, large drink, especially if you've got the Coke freestyle soda fountain at your theater. Amazing. Come on. Come on. What else do you need? You don't so, need anything else. I'm thinking concession item, like all concessions, like sporting events, movies. Oh. oh, if you're doing all of them, mozzarella sticks. Okay. Okay. Yep. If it's all encompassing event food, mozzarella sticks. Okay. If I'm going movies, I'm going to go with like a treat, like Snick- Snickers, Kit Kat. I agree. You do eat that before, but it gets me in the zone, baby. Mm-hmm. And then for sporting events, I'm going to go like chicken fingers. Yeah. It's kind of a mini dinner. You want like a crappy mini dinner. That's what you want. Yeah. A a meal that you would pay $3 for that you can pay $12 for. That's what we want. Okay. That you have to pay $12 for, I should say. Love that. Okay. If you could make any album into a movie musical, which album, what would the story be about? Oh, this, the funny thing is, is a lot of mine would be like Kanye West albums, but a lot like I would pick my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but there's already an album for that. Uh, it's just runaway or there's already a movie for it. It's the runaway movie. It's like 45 minutes long, but I would probably pick man on the moon. The first one, the kid Cudi album. Uh, and it would just, and it would probably be a psychedelic movie set in the seventies. And I know the music is obviously was not made in the 70s, but I think it's like a coming of age, like kind of innocent kid, book smart esque. It's their summer before their senior year of college, and they're really just experimenting in living life. And it's the pursuit of happiness as like the main theme of the movie. That's so, yeah, like- Man on the Moon, Kid, Cut- kid Cudi's first like studio album. That's good. Uh, I have two. I'd go Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. Oh, T. Scott, and it would be based. I don't know. I don't know what it'd be based on. Do you have any? Do you have any pitches? Um. Uh. I don't know. My my first thing that comes to mind is like a '90s, like a '90s. I don't know, like a 90s hip hop related movie. Okay. Kind of like dope or. Yeah, I think dope. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like similar that. to that. I'm a okay. big coming of age guy. I love those movies. I love when you make a good coming of age. That would movie. be sweet. That would be sweet. Both um, of them probably coming of age. Coming of age. Okay. The other one would be an Ocean Avenue yellow card. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm like contradicting myself, but give me another brink movie of Ocean Avenue yellow card. Romantic like, comedy. Yes, yes, yeah. that'd be sweet. That's because first thing that came to mind. Roller mind. skating, romantic comedy esque Ocean Avenue yellow card. That's it, baby. Love it. Yep. Thanks for the inspo, Keeks. Um. Okay. Next one is fave movie that you live that you lived as a kid without shame. Probably loved, loved that you loved as a kid without shame, but find out later it was a huge flop. This is the question I've been thinking about the most. And the one that comes to my mind is 
I know it's like a very popular, it's a popular pick. It's one that we've talked about before, but it's gotta be like probably the, the Phantom Menace or Phantom of the Menace. <laughs> that was, I mean, that wasn't necessarily a flop though. It wasn't a flop, but it's like been kind of a flop to me, like rewatching it being like, Got oh, it. oh, this is like, it's kind of boring up until like the third act. It's true. It's like, this is like, mm, like the dialogue is very stale. It's just very me. So, bye bye. But like when I was six, when I was six, I was like, this is the greatest theater experience. This is the best movie ever. Like, I loved it. Like, I loved all the marketing and everything. But like now watching, I was like, man, the pod racing, cool. But like, yeah, Duel of the Fates, that last scene, very cool. And I'm like, I can't think of any other scene, any other sequence in that movie that I'm like, that part's cool. Like, I can't because there's nothing else. But I still I still like it. But I, it's still a flop to me personally. Okay. Okay. I would say Master of Disguise. I've talked about it a lot. It's my oh most, my, it's my biggest guilty pleasure movie. One of my favorite sweet movie morsels is that the Turtle Club scene was filmed during 9-11. So they like, I think, took the day off of filming because it literally happened as like the trade centers were falling down. And it's such a bad movie. Oh my gosh. But I watched that kid. I watched that movie so much growing up as a kid. And I realized it's a ginormous turd now that I'm older. That's a good one too. I almost yeah. kind of want to say it's not as bad. It's kind of like a cult classic. I feel like is the 1995 Mortal Kombat. Oh, totally. That's one that totally counts. Yeah. I'm going to count that one because I think that one's cool, but man, like rewatching it is like, Oh, that is so campy. <laughs> so that one. Too. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going to say Mortal Kombat Phantom Menace. That's favorite. great. Um, okay. That, uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg chicken? I don't get this. <laughs> what do you mean? You never, you've never heard this question? No, I've never heard it. Never. No. Oh, you just pick one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go say, I'm going to say the chicken. I think the chicken. Yeah. Cause I think hypothetic, you know, it's like if you, you would, if you have either one first, you got to wait more time to get another chicken. But if you just get a chicken, then you can then have the egg and much quicker. Cause you've got two adult chickens or huh. roosters or whatever. Okay, perfect. You've never heard that question. That's so interesting. Never heard of it. No. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Now we both say chicken. Uh, okay. Uh, what's, the most uh, what's the most important piece of a movie? Wardrobe, cast, script, sound, score, location. Like, which, what is the most important piece to you, Keats? Uh, it's got to be cinematography. You can have a bad movie, but if it looks good, it, you can at least trick people into thinking it's a good movie. Like okay. if you spend money on the lighting and on, yeah, if you spend money on the lighting and like the framing of the movie, then you'll make a good movie. And wow. I think that's also the, I think that's also the point that takes the most work because it takes the most time when you're on set. It's easily the thing that takes the most time is like, trying to get lights set up and taken down. So if you spend a lot of time working on the lighting and figuring that out, then it means that you want to take the time to make a good looking movie and you will make a good movie. When I hear the word cinematography, like what I I understand from cinematography is like how a movie looks like the art, the, the, the photography basically. Correct. Yes. The cinematography here, I'm going to give you just a specific, cause like, like I hear, like I know I've heard that word so much, and obviously 
doing a podcast, like I'm like, okay, that's how a movie looks. But then yeah, it's the lighting and like the lenses. Okay. Of is the art of motion picture photography. That's what it is. So it's just photography using a video camera. Gotcha. Gotcha. So your your cinematographers, the ones that have won Oscars, are just fantastic with lighting, with the camera, Mm -hmm. understanding how that movie should look. Hundred percent. Okay. Aesthetic is kind of a good thing that you can see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who does the director work with most in post-production? I would assume the cinematographer, correct? Everyone. He works. So the director's job is to work with every single person to tell them his vision and then they execute it. So when you get the script, that's generally locked and confirmed by the director. They have an idea of what they want. They communicate, you know, this is who I'm thinking of. This is the vibe who I want to play my main actors. So you go out and you cast your main actors. And then when you need extras, he's like, this is kind of what I'm looking for, for this scene. And then they get the script and they organize the script and think of their shot list. So it's say you've got, a, a, you know, two people talking to each other. Okay, what kind of a, what kind of a uh, frame do you want? Do you want a dirty frame with like someone's shoulder looking at someone else talking to them while you see the person's, the back part of someone's shoulder? Um, what kind of lighting do you want it? Do you want like a key light on someone's face? There's specific things that they want. And then everyone else involved in the production goes and makes it happen. Okay. Gotcha. And then the producer is the one that like hires everyone and makes sure that the best talent is involved. Okay. Man, there's so much to involved in making a movie. Yep. Even then with producers, there's like line producers, which are in charge of the schedule for the day. You have executive producers who are a lot of the time in charge of the financing. There's just like different levels for a lot of them too. Assistant director is in charge of directing the extra talent while the director is in charge of directing the featured talent. So there's just like, there's all sorts of different like roles on a film set. There's a, there's like a water boy in big sets. That's in charge of making sure everyone has enough water. They hydrated folks. Yep. That's amazing. Cheers. Yeah. It's insane. So yeah. But I mean, I'd have to say cinematography is the most important. Do you have one? Do you have an opinion on which? I Uh, I, I agree with you on the, on the cinematography part. Uh, however, personally, I got to go with the script. If the script is good, if the writing's good, if the story is compelling, and um, if that draws me in, I can overlook some of the other glaring issues like the acting or even like the wonky green screen, if there is, or effects. But if like the, the writing and the core of it is good, and if like if I was entertained, if I was moved, so that that is the most important thing to me is like the script the story is like the adventure from start to finish okay so okay. yeah um okay great question uh, I think so, uh next. oh the next one how's your mom for real what's she been watching recently i think my mom is great my mom's good i was talking with her i haven't talked to her since i guess yesterday because she called to see how we were doing i know she liked top gun i know she liked the downton abbey movie oh good for her so she's been good. You know, I, uh, I'll ask her and I'll make sure that I can. Let me let me just say here. Let me text her back. I'm doing better. Still miss Dottie May. How are you? Sweet. Any good movies lately. Someone asked and we're answering it on the pod. Okay, cool. So maybe we'll get another live reaction of how my mom is doing. Dana is just all-time sweetest. (laughs) She is. We love my mom. 
So sweet. Love all uh, the moms. We love all the moms. Um, my mom's great too. Love her. Oh yeah. Uh, what she likes to watch, she likes to watch like um, aliens. The, the what's the, what's it called? Pyramids and aliens, or what's that? Oh, show? like ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Yeah, she's into that stuff. It's hilarious. I love that. Okay, next question. Best Avenger. Who takes the cake? Uh, in, Are we in, talking OG? In parentheses, Hulk. Not even an argument. Um, me personally, I gotta go with Thor. I think Thor, when he is like focused, when he's got his hammer, don't care if it's Stormbreaker or Mjolnir, Meow Mjolnir or whatever how you call it. I'm taking Thor, man. I think Thor is like the top. Um. I think Thor's a good answer. I, I got to go Iron Man. I think he's the coolest one. He's the one I definitely want to be the most. But we were talking best, like the best, like the strongest, or I guess the best Avenger. Okay, let's do this best. He does, like, he does beat the Hulk. And he, he you know, if we're going comics, he creates the, the, like the God armor and stuff. Iron Man does, but. Iron Man's so cool, man. I think that's what like <laughs> MCU, the MCU is missing Iron Man. <laughs> And yeah, even more so than Captain America. Like Iron Man has like the best movies too. Captain yeah. America is not the best part of a movie. Iron Man was always the best part of a movie. Yep. Yep. Iron Man was witty. He was funny. He was cocky. He his character development was actually good too, because he was like mm-hmm. a, he was a cocky jerk from the first Iron Man, then like full circle, you know, love you three thousand. So Iron Man's really cool. I like Iron Man too a lot, but I personally like Thor. Thor's always been like my favorite. So. I think if you're going technically speaking in the comics, I think like Hulk is a very good answer. Even Thor is a very good answer, but like it's definitely Iron Man. I am really cool. RDJ, God bless that man. Just capture the Iron Man, Tony Stark to a T. Okay, All-time this is a good cap- question. This next one's a good question. What's your opinion um, on foreign films? Why don't we watch more? Uh, budget. Marketing. The United States distributes a lot of movies because we have the biggest movie studios you know, in the world. We have the biggest marketing budgets. We have the most money to spend on them. Uh, that's why we do. That's why everyone watches them. Um, but foreign films are some of the best ways to like see artists that actually care about the medium of filmmaking. If you want to see people that like are really trying their best and love making movies, uh, go watch some foreign films, you know? Yeah. Go watch some Wong Kar Wai. Go watch some Bong Joon-ho. Go watch some uh, Park Chan-wook. Go watch um, Matthew Kosovitz Len. Go watch all of these, you know, Ingmar Bergman, all these people. Uh, oh, my gosh. What's his name? And Andre Tarkovsky. Go watch some Tarkovsky. Just these people that committed their entire lives to making good movies and not to say people don't in the United States, but like, it's just, they don't have the mass or the money to be able to do so. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get stuff like parasite every so often that gets really popular or portrait of a lady on fire that gets some good buzz, but without truly a big marketing budget to get something over here to be popular. It's just, it's so much harder. Like, we dedicate our marketing budgets to making sure movies do well overseas. And I don't think a lot of other countries really care about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I, that I've watched, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. And I do think that to a degree, like 
we subconsciously think that a movie in another language is something that we don't want to put our effort into. But it, Bong Joon-ho said, once you get past the one inch letters at the bottom of your screen, you'll be sub, you'll be exposed to hundreds of incredible movies that will become some of your favorite movies. What is that? Your Name, a great example of a foreign film that is like in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Oh, Lion so is just outside of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Akira, another one. So this kind of depends on where you want to start looking too. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's hard. Yeah, it is. It is. But I we, we should we should post like a top 10 foreign films that we recommend. But yeah. yeah. Man, there are some really really good especially if you like horror movies foreign horror films are some of the best in the entire genre like other countries have incredible foreign like horror films rec which is a spanish one uh let me oh gosh let the right one in is that it the swedish one um you've got a bunch from korea that are really good japanese ones that are really good Um, all sorts of places all over the world yeah love it off the top of your head, do you have one that would be a good one for people to start with? Um, I mean, anime would be easy, like Your Name. That's a yep. good foreign one. I think but so. Parasite is nuts. Like, that one's really... That one's mm-hmm. like... It's, it's it's mainstream, too, foreign, which I feel like could be a good, like, getting your foot wet, too. Getting your toes wet. I think so. so. I think you could even go, like, In the Mood for Love. It's a really, oh, really good foreign film. That is I mean, a good like one. PG as well. Really great looking movie too. Yeah. It's a good question though. Yeah. That's a good one. So any of those three, I think would be fantastic start. Mm-hmm. Um, the Untouchables. Oh yeah. That's a great one. That's a good foreign film. I, yeah. I mean, I know that's like really high on IMDb. I liked it. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, is this like where it deserves to be? But it's a good like foreign film. Like it's a good drama. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind subtitles. Like I like subtitles. So when something's in a different language, give it to me. I'm all in. Love it. Love subtitles. Okay. Well, to round it out, um, if you have one article, if you could have one article from a movie, what would it be? Um, Mine would be the elf from the Lothorian, the Lothorian elves that they give from the cloaks they give to the hobbits in the Fellowship of the Ring, the little pin with the leaf. Oh, nice. I would take that. Okay. So my first one that I thought of that I think would probably be it is the game worn space jam. Elements. Oh, please. The one that Michael Jordan wore when he made that game winning dunk. That's the pair. Or I thought of this one. I thought this would be kind of cool. It's not one piece of clothing, but it is clothing from a movie is take all of the outfits from lion and put them in a vintage store and let me go and just purchase a few things. That's amazing. Yeah, I like that. I thought that would be really, really cool because like Lion, you know, much like uh, what's it called? Uh, The Spike Lee movie. What does it do? The right thing has some great clothes in there. I even say the three one twos that Mookie wears in uh, do the right thing. They're like a white cement three one two, a Nike shoe. I love that shoe. I think it's a really cool shoe, but game worn Space Jam 11. Come on. Yeah, can't beat it. No, he can't. Mm -mm. I would maybe take John McClane's Die Hard slacks as well, <laughs> <laughs> or that or that white tank that he's got on. Oh, the white tank is so. Oh. But yeah, I, I the Space Jams would be very clean. Give me the give me the elf pin and the Space Jams. I love that. <laughs> Just please. 
I love it. You know, everyone I think says the Nike Air Mags, but it's a clunky shoe. It's not a very it's not a very wearable shoe. You only buy a Nike Air Mag to show people how much money you have. You do yeah. not buy it if you have any sense of what drip is. And I don't want to be that guy that talks about drip or drown, but like Space Jam 11s, come on. Drip. Drip. Hard. Automatic. Automatic. Yeah, the Nike Mags, how many did they make of those? Didn't they like release some in like in 2015 <sighs> with the anniversary of like the the it depends. Um, they made like one pair that was not auto lacing, like in like 2000 something. And then I want to say they released like 15 pairs of auto lacings for like a charity. So if you want to buy a pair, they're literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. Woo. And it's just, it's just not, and they do auto lace. So they work, but it's just not, nah, it's just not worth it. Well, it's not, not worth it. Nah, don't care. But don't I love care. me. Some, I love me some bad to the future. I do. Yeah. I would rather wear like, any other pair of shoes that he wears in those movies, except for that and one. I think Tanner Lind, after listening to this, might come after you for this because he loves some Nike Air Max. He so knows. He knows that if he thinks about it, the, spa- the Space Jam 11 is a much more wearable shoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would take the Space Jams over the Nike Air Mag. Of course. But give me the hoverboard. I don't care what shoe I'm wearing from Back to the Future. Oh, of course. Definitely. That, that is something I would be taking hard. <laughs> that might would that would take the pin over Lord of the Rings, but the pin has some, some significant. Are you getting it straight from an elf or is it from set? Oh no, Galadriel's got to hand it to me. And okay, yeah, my, and then kiss my forehead and, and tell me good luck on the journey, and I look with at her like deer in the headlights. Look like what journey? Are, are we? Uh, I, I want to be honest. If either one of us are going up to, I, I'm taking. If I'm Frodo, you will be my Sam. If we have uh, to go, oh, uh, absolutely. I think so. I can't really think. It, it's a good one-two punch. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Or we would be Pippin and Mary. We would just be like. That's true, actually. <laughs> I think I'd rather be that. I would rather be Pippin. Yeah. No, I'd rather be Mary. Like, let me go hang out. I don't want to be <laughs> underneath Denethor and, and serve him. So no thanks. I don't know um, the difference between the two. So yeah, I'll take whichever one you don't want. Um, well, that's a wrap. That was our uh, Q&A. Thank you everybody for Thank answering you. and for not answering, for sending questions in. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love answering questions about movies and stuff. It's so fun. That was a quite great, great variety of questions. So, mm-hmm. um, but next mm-hmm. week, Lightyear, hopefully you go see that soon. Yes. Just go see it a matinee and just just go sit far away from everybody. Wear a mask. Go isolate. I just go isolate. Yeah. Ugh. We're gonna see it though. We'll see it this week. We're we're near the tail end of it, so I'm not super worried. Yeah. Light uh, year, and then you're gone. So I think we're gonna do the black phone because that's the 24th. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Got to. A little bummed you're gonna miss in Thor, but we'll I'll find some other. People. I know. I realized it this week, and I was like, dang it, I'm gonna it's make all, it. It's all good. Um, Okay, take 188. The books. And as always, stay sweet. Sweet.